All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Spoilers Nation After Dark begins now. It's Chris Knobloch's world, and we're just living in it, baby. It's officially the Knobby era in Edmonton. Hello and welcome to Oilers Nation after a win, two in a row edition, two in a row. So we are getting hot. I'm finally getting to talk about wins. Hello, my name is Aaron Bordado, and I am live from my version of the Sports Closet Studio, where the first comment of the day, tough to see. I'll take one. It was during the game but I like from Corey D scary five minutes start, but Hey, they looking okay so far. Damn right. Corey. Cause things, they did not start. Well, of course, classic Edmonton Oilers fashion. You let a goal in, in the first minute. Welcome to Edmonton Nobby. That's what we do here, but it all turned around. The Oilers got the dub and were able to defeat the New York Islanders by a score of four to one on home ice back in town, starting your week off. With an Oilers dub, I'm in a great mood. And I know another guy who's in a great mood. Bring him in. It's Coombsy, everybody. What up, Coom? Man, we're we're good vibes only in the knob era. We love to see it. There was this was a weird one to predict. I'm not gonna lie. Like uh, I think a lot of us saw the coaching change coming at the end of the road trip. It was something that was speculated. Maybe we thought, you know, you beat the Kraken, Jay Woodcroft gets a few more games behind the bench. Who knows? But you know, the, the the move happens, and then today the vibes just seemed weird, right? Like the, the players at practice all have, like, the hoods on and everything like that. Everyone looks real down, like, this is bad. And then, you know, Matt Barzel scores 30 seconds into the game. You're thinking, oh, man, what's going on here? But they just settled down and played a nice, complete hockey game. Got great goaltending. The star players came through and scored goals. The defense looked stronger than usual. 
that was a nice win. Stuart Skinner looked great. He was making saves. The boys, the two boys, they look like they might be back. Don't want to get too ahead of myself, but boy, mm -hmm. that was the performance we were looking for. And like you said, the mood today was not good. It didn't look good, but if that's the performance I'm going to get from Hoodie Leon, Marshall Mathers Leon, Eminem Leon, do that every single game because a flip was switched in Leon Dreisaitl tonight and Connor McDavid. It's just, we said it before on pregaming, it's the new coach buzz. We said it's always players, they have kids, they get, they play better. The new coach buzz, it's happening to the Raiders. It's happening to the Edmonton Oilers right now. And I feel so much better right now than I did right around yesterday, around 11 a.m. Because to be honest, I wasn't feeling very hot about the decision. I know it's only one game. But you know what we do here. We go up and down the roller coaster, and we enjoy the highs. We hate the lows. And we drink the Kool-Aid. Power Play 1 was back tonight. Everything looked good. The chat is absolutely lit right now. I'm seeing like tarps off, knobs out, garlic season. Everybody get creative as you want. If you say something super funny, I'm reading it because we're in a great mood tonight. But Coom, that's what we were looking for. So let's get into it with the Crown Royal scoring summary. Too bad I do not have my bottle of Crown Royal in front of me. I drank it all this weekend. Otherwise, I would be dipping into it right now with a couple celebratory shots. But it didn't start great for the Edmonton Oilers, as I said in classic, classic Edmonton fashion, 40 seconds into the game, and it was Matt Barzell, too, which just hurt on a different realm. I know that's like he's not an ex-Oiler. He might as well be. Kind of. Might as well be. He might as well be, because that's how I view him. I always imagine him on the wing with Connor McDavid, but it was Ekholm. He had quite the, I don't want to call it lazy, but it wasn't a good ring around the boards. It doesn't get out in the defensive zone. It gets stopped. It immediately gets centered to Matt Barzell, who goes top shelf. And Coom, where was your confidence level at that point? This was like the, um, yeah, that was pretty much the worst case scenario that you would have, would have well, hoped worse. for. Given, given the whole context, you know, you got weird coaching change. People are kind of up in the air about this. The players don't seem too thrilled or too excited. You try to get the vibes feeling good. You're like, yeah, let's root on the new coach. Let's root on the new guy. And then the team comes out flat just like that. And you're wondering, oh, man, like, has their, has their ace card here been pulled? Coaching change in the middle of November. And has it, like, completely imploded on them? But, I mean, credit to the Oilers, man. It was a it was a, an ugly start, but they came back. And that's what counts is things snowball pretty quickly. But they managed to um, keep the game on the rails. Also worth noting here that um, – Shortly after Matt Barzell made the score one nothing, I mean not really shortly, but within the first half of the first period, the Islanders Cal Clutterbuck hit the post and almost made yeah. the score two nothing. Like it was, it was close to being like this. This thing could have uh, spun off the wheels, but they 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 kept it going pretty well. Yeah, that Cal Clutterbuck one. He came down the wing. He beat Stu's glove hand because it went through it, and then it hit the post. They were talking about that. They thought it went in. It was just fingers crossed being like, I don't want to hear that damn buzzer. Don't give me that buzzer. We didn't hear it. So that was really good. And then, of course, moves along. The boys picked it up after that. It really, besides those first 40 seconds, it did get better. They responded pretty quickly. But it was Leon Dreisaitl from Darnell Nurse. Oh, nice. We got this one right here. Look at that. Shout out Gavin. He's behind the scenes today. He's doing his thing. But, uh, yeah, look at this. Let's get a little play-by-play -play here. We get it out in the end here. Darnell Nurse, great feed to Leon. 
And how nice was it to see him tuck one in? Thank the Lord. It hit the net. It went in. You could see the sigh of relief on him, how jacked up he was. I'm sure us as fans were more jacked up than he was. Coom, he's back on the score sheet. Leon doing Leon things. How did you feel after that one? Because I, ooh, monkey off the back was my instant reaction. Yeah, it almost felt like a collective monkey off the back for like literally all of us. I mean, that's been kind of one of the weird things about the early start is we're not used to seeing these two guys go cold ever. We're we're used to watching, you know, the Oilers make the playoffs and Connor and Leon put up 32 points in 15 games kind of thing. And, you know, we know the seasons that they've had the past few years, just like number one and two in the league and scoring an automatic two or three points every single night. So to see these guys go a few games without any points, putting the puck in the back of the net, it's it's obviously a, a, a weird thing to see, but it seems like they've got the monkey off their back here. Let's let's hope this continues to roll for a few games. There was no way that these two players were going to be operating at this pace for the entire season. You know, Connor McDavid's never gone four games in his life without putting up a point, and it's it's just not going to happen. Eventually, these guys are going to come back, and this game here looks looks like they're back. Yeah, I believe I saw what his Connor was like projected for 73 points or something like that. I'll take the over on that. Crazy, crazy to look at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they want to give me those odds. I will take that. I'll still, I still getting over 110. This chat right now is just getting absolutely hilarious. Broad woos. Garlic wards off the demons. <laughs> That's good. Christopher Palmer said running nation vacations and superstar producer. Gavin's my generous guy. Damn right, Gav. You're doing a great job. That's I see you down pick. there. We'll bring you on in just a bit. But a uh, lot of lot of garlic puns. Matthew in here. Chris Knobloch, vampire hunter. Bring the puns. Bring the jokes. Let's get some bits going. Maybe I can work on some memes later tonight because I'm drinking the Kool-Aid once again. But you know. You know that's what I do. So we get into, okay, A, that second period was such a snooze fest. I kept saying it before I'm pre-gaming. You're going to play the New York Islanders. This is going to be an incredibly boring hockey game. That second period was incredibly boring. Not much happened. No goals. Really, the only thing that kind of came out of it, and I'm not very happy about it, was Dylan Holloway very awkwardly flying into the boards. There it is on your screen. That does not look good. He did not come back for the third period. I believe he was, wasn't even on the bench. Yeah. That's one of those, you see his knee going in there to the boards. I hope he just knee on knee banged the shit out of it in the wall there. And it's just a nice bruise, maybe a day-to-day -day kind of situation. But Coombe, never great to see as Dylan Holloway has been playing good. He scored last game, got in a fight, wanted to see that carry over, and it's gone. Yeah, you hate to see that because, I mean, it was a, it was a rough season for him last year, I guess, as a rookie kind of didn't really find his footing quite that well, didn't really find a consistent role. And this year, it's kind of the same thing. It takes him a while to find the back of the net, as is the case with pretty much everyone on Edmonton's third and fourth line this season. But Dylan Holloway in Seattle last game, like you said, he gets into the scrap with Vince Dunn. He scores the goal. He's very physically engaged. You even noticed it in this game, too, against the Islanders. He's buzzing around, crashing the net, throwing big hits. It looks like he's trying to kind of find his role there as a fast, big body who just crashes the net and throws hits, which is great for, for a young player to do that. And to see him go into the boards and, and get taken out of the game, you really hope this is just a like just a him getting dinged up kind of thing because losing that momentum right now at this stage, given the way he's been playing lately, that would be that it would just be unfortunate timing for a young player who looks like he's close to clicking. 
Yeah, exactly. And with our cap situation, we're already down Connor Brown. We're already down Matias Yanmar. Yeah. I don't know if we can like legitimately, realistically afford financially to lose him or like ice-wise, you can't afford to lose him either. And he's been playing great. A lot of people in the chat here. Serenity now with Lloyd Braun references. People, I am such a Seinfeld guy. I love that. I have the Kramer up in my living room. Fun fact, but uh, we can we can talk Festivus the closer we get to Christmas. Continue with the scoring summary. Third period, it gets going again. The game, the game did pick up in the third. Thank the Lord. Uh, it was power play goal. PP won. They were back tonight. I believe they went two for three. I do believe. Just checking. Yeah, two for three. Power play goal. Drysaddle gets a one T. Misses wide of the net, which has been a theme for him as of late. But whatever. Because Connor McDavid picks it up on the side of the net and makes one hell of a play of a pass. I, I'll never doubt Connor McDavid and what he does, as you see it on your screen here. Boom, across the dry settle, misses. And then just a little, I believe in my head, he was trying to bank that off the goalie because like, we've seen him do that a hundred times. But the man's so good and you just can't keep a good guy down. He flicks it up in the air, floats perfectly. Zach Hyman, it didn't even touch the ice. He hit it out of the air. Got a great baseball swing right there. When things like that are happening, you know the Edmonton Oilers were starting to get some puck luck back once again, wouldn't you say, Kum? Yeah, this is exactly the prime example of the hockey gods starting to kind of let things turn for the Oilers. Like I think you guys talked about on the pregame show is that the shooting percentage, the save percentage, they're way out of whack, like, Look, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, the goalies, I don't know. Maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe they won't. Hard to say. But the shooting percentage of the Oilers isn't going to sit down around 6 7% all season. You just there's, there's way too much skill on the team. We talked about this in my last point pretty much is you're not going to keep guys like McDavid and Dreisaitl down for very long. You see McDavid picks the puck up, tries to bounce it off the goalie and back in. It doesn't work. It winds up in the crease and Zach Hyman's right there to put it away. And I mean, we got to talk about how good Zach Hyman's been recently. Scores a hat trick against Seattle, scores another one here, four goals in two games. He's just, he's popping up. It's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, if you think about all of Ken Holland's additions, and I'm not really trying to steer the conversation in that direction, <laughs> of course, but um, think about all the things he's done. Like, no one expected Zach Hyman to produce the way that he has when he signed that contract with the Oilers. People were thinking, hey, 20 goal guy who works hard, kills penalties, and now we've got this 30, 40 goal scoring power forward. It's nothing like anybody expected. Yeah, I thought 20, 25 at the max. And the thing with Zach Hyman is he just scores. Those goals in front of the net, doing the right things always. I say it all the time. He is not the most talented oiler on this team. Probably not even close. Not even top five. But he works harder. He has great hockey IQ. And his stick is always on the ice, even when he bats it out of the air and gets it done like that. Then continuing along, 3-1 Oilers. It just got better and better. You could feel it really starting to, holy shit, we're scoring goals in the third period. Let's go. As what a transitional play what a feed from, I believe that was Leon Drysettle there. Oh my God, what a pass. And then continue with the puck luck. Connor, it does get stopped a little bit, but it trickles in. And once you saw that little black puck crossover, you see all the Oiler fans here. They're going nuts. Great to see Connor lead the flyby once again. He's back, Coom. They're back. He's back. He got in the back of the net. You can't keep a good guy down. Yeah, no, you can't. We're That's, that's the thing we're hammering over and over and over again here is, 
you're not going to keep them down scoring, keeping at this pace the entire season. I mean, that was the first goal that Connor McDavid scored since their third game of the season, their first win, third game of the year in Nashville against the Preds, that blowout win. It was it's it's crazy to think that it's it's been damn near a month since Connor McDavid scored a goal in the NHL, but that's the way it's been. You know, he's he's obviously not at a hundred percent. He's been navigating an injury, came back probably a bit early for the Heritage Classic. Not the best situation, but I mean, even Connor McDavid at not a hundred percent is still by a wide margin probably the best player in the league. So I mean, they're only for so long you're gonna be able to keep this guy down. He's 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 eventually gonna score and and put up offense and as you said, we are back. We're we're leaning into that 100% today. We're all Kool-Aid. We're all, we are back. We are so back. I so say back. it all the time. If you want thought-out analysis right after this game, this ain't the place to go because we are fans. We are just like the rest of you. We're nation citizens. And just, we all knew that Connor has the ability, duh, to get out of this, but it hadn't happened for so many games that there was doubt creeping in my head being like, is this, did he peak? Like, did he peak? No, absolutely not. Of course he didn't peak. I was just a little scared. 4-1 Oilers. Evander Kane gets the empty netter. Gotta love padding the stats. You absolutely have to love padding the stats. It's just good to see him get on the sheet. I thought the second line of Leon, Kane, and Hyman was the best line out there today. I said on pregame, I love that he just ripped this in the net too. He just, <laughs> you gotta get a little, got a little spice, a little flavor on that one. But they were really good. It's it's I said they're a, they're a first line on 25 to 30 other NHL teams. We're just very spoiled that we have Connor McDavid and can put really whoever we want with him and he can probably make some production happen with that. But overall the Oilers beat the Islanders 4 to 1. Leon Draisaitl is the high point man with one goal, three assists back. Connor McDavid one goal, one assist back and Stuart Skinner Makes 32 saves on 33 shots, one goal against, a 970 save percentage. That's more than I ever asked for. He was dialed in. It's hilarious that it happened that quick into the game. Classic Oilers, you just got to get it out early. But Stu stood tall the rest of the game. He made all the saves you needed him to make. He kept him in this. I thought he's been great tonight. The last game he was good. Are we starting to see Skinner get rolling here, Coombe? It seems like it, man. I don't know. Maybe Chris Knobloch showed up and he just uh, pulled the goalies aside and he said, look, the best thing to do is when you see the puck come your way, put something in front of it and stop it from going in the net. That's the objective. That's how you're going to win games. And it's just like, wow, that is exactly how that's going to work. And we saw Stuart Skinner play last year. He was the runner up for um, rookie of the year. He almost became the first ever oiler to win rookie of the year and had a great season. He was their unsung hero. And I, I don't think he forgot how to play goalie over the summer. There's um, obviously some skepticism about Jack Campbell. Is he going to come back? Who knows what's going to happen? But look, I think I think it's reasonable to expect Stuart Skinner is going to rebound and be a, a solid rock in the net for the Oilers. And he looked much more like the goalie that we watched last year tonight in this game. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the coaching bump or what that is, but I think I think with with Skinner, we all knew he was going to bounce back at some point. It was it was inevitable. I think we hoped so. I was really confident, but I wasn't one hundred percent confident. And, you know, I also think for Stu, that, you know, once now that you are the guy, you're the only guy, I always think for goaltenders, like the same for in a game. I feel like it'd be harder. It'd be it'd be easier to get into it if you're seeing a lot of shots than, let's say, you know, a 15-shot game against. Same goes for once you know you have the net, you get the consistency, you're playing every couple nights, you're working yourself into a groove, and I think he's got the confidence here. And 
He's just rolling and the boys are rolling. So let's get into the good, the bad, and the oily brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Okay, Gavin, pull it up for me. The good. It writes itself. We all know this. This applies to Leon Dreisaitl as well. But 97-29, they're back. There was a little mention of it before the game that Kate Nabla, his lines, he's going to separate the big dogs. That's his first move. Well, he's one for one with his decision-making right now because they were out in full force. Leon, I thought, was really all over the ice. That second line, I said, they were buzzing. Connor had his legs moving. And while he's had his legs moving the last couple of games, it's always kind of been fumbling it up. It just it's just been bouncing, rolling off a stick and things tonight. Much more consistent, much more like the Connor McDavid we know and love. Coom, what did you think about 97 and 29 getting back into it? Yeah, like I've said, we 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 knew they were gonna bounce back for sure. But the thing was, is who knew what to expect in in the Chris Knobliar? Who knew what to expect from the coaching bump, what you're gonna get from those two players? But I mean, they they came through and just gave that extra bit that helped push the Oilers over the top. It, it seemed like, look, we really want to get things off to a good start in the new era. Like, like I said, it's so hard to predict how these things are going to go. Like they, they didn't, there was no expectation this season that like Jay Woodcroft was going to wind up getting fired. And this was the way things were going to go. Terrible start coaching change in November, but it's almost like for them after this awful start, let's have a fresh, clean start here. And your two best players came out and were your two best players. And I mean, they've been kind of shut off the score sheet a little bit in the past few games. McDavid, like we said, uh, three whole games without a point, which is unheard of pretty much for his entire NHL career. And it just looked like like with the, the dry saddle game tying goal, that was a huge one because, you know, the Islanders are a really good defensive team and you really don't want to go into the second period down one nothing to a team like that, a team that can shut the door and then, Connor McDavid coming through with his goal, his play behind the net on the power play, setting Zach Hyman up in front. I mean, it seemed like they had a chance in this game to kind of start things from scratch again. Obviously, they still have a terrible record and you can't get rid of that, but this is a chance for them to kind of start things from scratch a bit. And they got their two best players to come through with really strong performances to help them get things off on a on a good on a good foot. Yep, exactly. And you know, new coach, Knight, everybody's looking out at them. You need your best players to be your best players. You're damn right they were tonight. They put this team on their back. Leon Dreisettle did not hit his shot prop yet again. He only had two shots on goal, I see here. So I did bleed a little money that way, but I told you it was going to be boring, and I said take the under. I hate taking unders, but tonight we kind of knew that one was going to come. We'll get into a minute, but we'll. I guess it kind of leads into bad for Leon. No, let's just talk about it right now. That was one of the dumbest and possibly dirtiest penalties I've ever seen when he cross-checked Buddy in the back of the knees. That, I saw my brother was in the chat here, and he said, loved pissy Leon tonight, stud. I really did. That one, holy shit, man. You can't do that. Like, you, got, he should probably get fined for that, no, Coom? I mean, I don't know. Like NHL, NHL. I mean, their 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 safety department's so random. Like, yeah, I feel like true. given the way things went last year against Vegas, that um, there's probably some some frustrations that boiled over the. We get over a pass. We get a pass. 
Yeah, he gets gets a few passes on when it comes to slashes and and, and stick work as such. But yeah, I don't know. It was a it was pretty it was pretty um pretty out of character for like a mid November game against like an Eastern Conference opponent. I wasn't I don't really think there's like bad blood between the Oilers and Islanders or Leon and somebody on the Islanders or whatever's going on there. But I don't know. I think I think this pertains to our our previous point where your two best players really wanted to win this game, get things off to a good start. You're not going to get another coaching bump again. You got to get this thing off to a good start. You can't you can't fire another coach again a month from now and 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 hope 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 for better. So those we don't got any bullets. We don't got any bullets left in the chamber. No, we got no more bullets left. We can't. I we can't do it, it again. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sure I'm sure Leon will try that move again. People in here that uh, Leon's got to leave that stuff out of the game. Cheeks says that was hilarious. It was. I couldn't even believe it when I saw it. I had to roll it back, and I was like, "Did I? Did I just see that right?" Yeah. It was Is this uh, a replay. Like well, that can't just be from this game. Like it was. It was very out of place. But you gotta do what you gotta do, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Is right. Um, people in here. Leon was swatting bees out there. Yeah, just a lot of just a lot of good Leon talk here. But what somebody I oh there it is wreckage five oh four. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a game. I don't I don't think I don't think a game necessarily. He's a face of the league, so I don't know that. But if that happened against Leon Dreisel, I would be screaming from the rooftop that that guy needs to be suspended or fined. So I'm gonna be impartial here. That Leon, I love it, but you gotta reel that in just a little bit, just a little bit. That was crazy. Okay, let's take a look at the bad right now, Gavin. This one. Obviously, it was bad. It was really the only bad thing that happened. I also said Dylan Holloway injury. That's not a good thing either. But 40 seconds in, my oh my, we already touched touched on it, so we'll be quick through this one. But that that sucked. I'm sure the build. I wasn't in the building. Let me know if you were in the building. What the vibes were in there? What the volume level was at? But uh, they were able to bounce back pretty quick, which does show some character and some bounce back from this team. Coom, that sucked, right? It honestly, low key, it kind of felt predictable. I'm not gonna lie. Like just given the way the vibe was not today, surprised. Yeah, like you, you, you can't be surprised that that happened, and you cannot be surprised, of course, that it was Matt Barzel that was the one that scored the goal. Like just one of those names that kind of haunts the Oilers that you know people love to bring up all the time and never forget about the Griffin Reinhardt trade, of course, for those who don't remember. But this is a, a good vibes episode, so I shouldn't be bringing up stuff like that. But you know, this if if this is the low point of the Chris Knobloyer, then and we're hoping that uh, everything's just up from here. You know, you allow a goal 40 seconds into your coaching campaign, a very out of the blue. Coach coaching campaign man like I, I this guy was coaching in the AHL in Hartford last week probably didn't expect to be coaching in the NHL at this point and here he is and 40 seconds into the game when you're coaching a team who's been bleeding goals against and the whole reason you're here is because they can't stop a puck 40 seconds in the puck goes into the back of the net I, I can't imagine what 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 he must have been thinking so this also circles back to our other point that that game time goal from Leon was so clutch because that, allowing that and going into the first intermission down one after allowing that would have been that wouldn't have been ideal so that clutch goal that that helped a lot Verbal meme, if you've ever seen Arrested Development, I think of Will Arnett going, I've made a huge mistake. That's what Knobloch is doing on the bench right there. That first goal gets scored. But nope, we moved along, and we are, am I going to do this right? One and, oh, nice. I did my hands right right there. That's good. I was practicing before. But uh, there wasn't much bad tonight. There really wasn't. So we're not going to focus on it. Oily, bring it up, writes itself once again. 1-0 in the knob era, the vampire hunter. The garlic man, 
knobby i've been seeing that i'm here for the knob everybody's this name's taken off but i'm very interested to see where these nicknames are gonna go but i can't wait i haven't seen his post-game interview or anything yet but watching that pre-game interview today where he shed a couple tears talked about his wife how it was how hard it was to get to this position to win your first game Connor mcdavid gets off the schneid same with leon i'm sure he's having a good one i hope he's having a scotch in the dressing room right now with a big Maybe not a cigar. That's that's an old Vegas Raiders thing to do lately when they win games. They keep smoking in the locker room. Kind of kind of ridiculous. But uh, the Nobby era, it got off to a great start, Coombe. Parade? Parade? Cup? Are we back to cup or bust now after one game? <laughs> yeah, we are so back. We're riding the roller coaster, man. Like the, It's just like when the Jay Woodcroft era started in 2021 with a win over the Islanders. Here we are again. The Chris Knobli era starts with a win over the Islanders. It's just time's a flat circle, and we are ready to go on a Stanley Cup run. I mean, who else do we need from the Erie Otters? You got Connor Brown signing the offseason. You got the coach back in the mix. Who else can we get? Like, maybe trade for Dylan Strom. Is there anybody else out there that I'm forgetting? Any obvious Erie Otter names that could be acquired? I think they had Oscar Dansk in net. He might be available. Probably doable. So maybe that's the answer. That's the solution. You just got to reunite the uh, Erie Otters. I see my brother is in here as well. He said, everyone knew a goal against was coming early the moment Boardsy said the S word in the pregame. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I said the S word. I'll take that one. Even right when it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to get it from all ends here. Um, yeah, Matt, I blame Aaron. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Hand up. Hand that's up. I'll be better yeah. next game. I need a bounce back game too. But uh, I see people in here comparing Nabla to Lloyd Braun. I will wreckage 504. I'll throw up a photo of them side by side on Wonders Nation every day tomorrow. Because you're right. If you don't know what Lloyd Braun looks like from Seinfeld, holy shit, they look a lot alike. But that's it for the good, bad, and the oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. It's now time for my DoorDash hot and cold performers of the game. It was just hot out there today. For a limited time only, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use the code all capitals nation 25. This code does work. I wish I could reuse it. Maybe I'll just have to make email after email after email on DoorDash because it's clutch. It comes up when you need it. Hey, after a win, I like DoorDashing after losses more because I need comfort food. Nah, I guess you could DoorDash Crown Royal though. So actually after a win, that, that is always an option, but my hot performer of the game tonight could be Leon. It could be Connor. I'm going Stuart Skinner. It's everything we've wanted to see here. Couple nine save percentages that start with a nine in a row, a 970 to be fact. Only allowed one. It was very early. He shut the door after that. I take the blame for the shutout loss there. So that's on me. Coom, do you have any hot performers that stood out to you tonight besides the big dogs? Well, I got to go with, of course, the knob, who's starting off his coaching career 1-0. He's got a 1,000 winning percentage on his career, uh, 82-game pace, 82 wins, man. That's uh, how exactly you want to start things off. And we're starting the knob era with good vibes. That's 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 where we're at right now. That's knobby, baby. Okay, let's also bring him in because maybe he's got something hot for me because he's, he's pretty hot himself. Gavin, What's doing? up, boys? Another dub. Let's go. That's right, baby. Uh, you got any hot performers? Yeah, I kind of want to build off what Coombsy said about Knob. 
Um, because I know in the in in the Woody era, we kind of questioned Woody's kind of time management with ice time. For an example, if you guys look oh. at the ice times today, they were extremely extremely even. Right, Drysaddle played about 19 minutes, and even when Holloway went down, he was already at the seven minute mark. Right, so I just like I love Nob's uh, time management today. So yeah, definitely Nob's my hot performer today. Yeah, I saw a lot of people in the chat here before saying. It was very refreshing to not see the blender out tonight. It was nice to have the confidence that, yeah, they're going to go a full 60 here. I can't remember the last time I saw a full 60. It was definitely last season. So who knows? Other good performers are hot performers. I thought Warren Fogle was pretty good once again, but he's always good. Contract year Warren Fogle is the man. If we could sign him to just one-year deals back to back to back, I'd be so down for that. And who knows, as I said, maybe we'll ship him off at the trade deadline as well. He's playing good for us right now. So I like seeing him doing what he's doing for a cold performer tonight. There really isn't much. Let me know in the chat if anything stood out to you. That Leon penalty was bad, but he wasn't a cold performer. He was boiling hot. I mean, maybe I'd say Dylan Holloway just because he's probably ice. He's probably got ice all over that knee. Yeah, he's literally cold right now. And hopefully he's getting better that way. I see Cody in here. Any update on Holloway? I don't know. I have a hard time check, checking Twitter while we're so doing this. So the people in the chat, we'll let you know. They're, they're good folks there. So he could be my cold. Coomzy, any cold performers for you? Or let's stay uh, positive. My, I'm, I'm mostly trying to stay good vibes, but I'd say my cold performer would be the New York Islanders for just being so boring. Nice. They're a boring team to watch, man. Like, what if that was your favorite team and you tuned in to watch the New York Islanders watch play hockey 65 to 75 times a year? And wow. Yeah, because I, I think period especially. Ooh. I think this is now the seventh game this year that they've had two goals or less in a game. Imagine watching that offense on a night-to-night basis. You said it yourself, Coombs. Woof. Woof. Boring. Woof. Uh, we had Woof. a look at that, but that's kind of like when Connor McDavid wasn't on the team and we weren't scoring. And I had a glimpse into the non Connor McDavid years again. I don't want no part of that shit ever again. No, thank you. Gavin, any colds at all point out to you? Uh, nothing really stands out, AB. Like maybe that second period, because like I almost snoozed away myself. So uh, maybe the second period, but other than that, nothing really stands out to me. Yeah, I see Christopher Palmer in here. He says, good vibes only. Exactly. That's right, baby. Two in a row, man. There is Two in a no row, good. It's all more when in Rogers' place this year, too. So. And get some up to the fans at Rogers. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to the fans. They were good tonight. I always think Monday night Oiler game at home. It's probably like one of like a two a Monday and a Tuesday game or some of the harder ones I would think to get up. I don't know about you. On Monday, I don't want any alcohol around me. Is usually I've had enough on the weekend. <laughs> I don't have any yep. Crown Royal. See, I didn't even go pick up Crown Royal. Good old tonight. nation vacation. That's on me. Um, anything else I see here? I had written down. Actually, let's check back in the chat here right now. Corey D, I like this. He said, need more big hits from others, not just Kane and Fogel. The physicality level, I think Dylan Holloway tends to lay the body a lot. It's usually just because he's skating so goddamn fast. That's just what he does. He's all over the place. Yeah, I can kind of get down with that. What do you think of the lack of physicality from the Oilers? Like, I don't know. In a game like today, it's not really there. You're playing a team as well that you don't know all that well. Reason why I was so surprised Leon Dreisville tried to break the back of that guy's knee, but I don't know. I'm not too worried about the physicality. Gavin, that stand out to you? 
Yeah, no, I'm not really worried about it either. And th- the thing about physicality, like throwing the body around and maybe trying to find a fight, it, it, there's a time and a place for it, right? Like in a game like today, I'm not really looking for that, especially when we when we take the lead. Time and a place for everything. So I'm not really worried about the physicality. Yep. Uh, come. No, I don't, think that's, I don't think that's really an issue <laughs> in a game like this. It's That's usually what's happening when you're chasing the puck. And I thought they were, I mean, they were getting outshot for a lot of the game, but I never felt like they were chasing the puck too much in this no. game. Yep, as well, continuing with some hot, though, getting back to the positive. Power play one. They looked good. So they bad. looked back. They looked like they were cycling it around. It was, it just felt better once again. There wasn't a moment that I was screaming, get off the ice and get power play two out there, which is something I've been doing a lot frequently. I thought they were pretty good. They were zipping it. That's that's the Edmonton Oilers power play that I remember of yesteryear, of last year, like eight months ago. But they were pretty good tonight, Coom. Confidence level, it's coming back for the big dogs, right? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, it, it looks like right now the monkey's off the back. Whatever was going on, whatever was going on for the top guns that hadn't, I mean, let's be real here. Like the power play hadn't even been, it hadn't even been bad. I think that was pointed out in the broadcast. Uh, Jack Michaels mentioned that they were in eighth or ninth in the league in power play percentage coming into this game, which is completely fine. It's just that we're, we, we have such a ridiculously high expectation given they had the best power play of all time last year. So you just expect that to be the thing again. But you know, think about it. The other teams had the entire summer to kind of map out a way to penalty kill this team's power play. And I guess now the Oilers themselves have to go and adjust to all of that and find their mojo. And it looks like, you know what, uh, as Aaron says, we're, we're, we're good vibes only. We're, we're in the knob era. So the power play is going to work and that's just the way it's going to be. And that's the Kool-Aid we're drinking tonight. <laughs> the knob brand Kool-Aid tonight, baby. Uh, Gavin, the Oilers came in 23.9% on the power play. Ninth in the league, so not terrible, but by no. Oilers' standards, it's not good. And I think those numbers are going to start climbing up the standings, right? Yeah, exactly. I think Coon just said it. He just took the words right out of my mouth. The, the expectation coming into this year was, was sky high, obviously, for the Edmonton Oilers power play. But we got back on track tonight. We're two for three. Guys are rolling. So I'm, I'm excited to see what Knob puts a stamp on this power play and kind of see where he takes it from here. Yeah, let's go, Knob. We're drinking it all here. I like you guys oh. saying maybe we were – too confident my brother in the chat said were we all too confident to start the season and were punished by the hockey gods as a result are the hockey gods real they definitely are the fantasy gods are absolutely real i had a couple tight fantasy matchups in fantasy football today and i wasn't gonna say anything or send any text messages out because you know gavin once you do that you're, and we've seen fight. in our fantasy league at the Owen Fantasy League. We've seen that many times this year so far. So yeah, I'm talking about that too. Was the yeah, one I'm glad that. you said it. I wasn't <laughs> gonna I was gonna throw him under the bus, but <laughs> since he said something, definitely was. <laughs> hey, I love you, Waz. Shout out you. Also, <laughs> shout out Gina in here because she pointed out I've lost it already in here, but she was saying that uh, Paul Coffey was wearing a Stanley Cup ring behind the bench. Oh, I did not notice good that. Juju. I didn't That's notice that either. Guy. That is a sick flex to have right there. Just kind of, if you got touched on the shoulder and you just saw that little flash right there, you'd be like, oh, yeah. I will listen to this guy. I guess, Kum, let me get your opinion on Paul Coffey joining the bench. Obviously, the jokes wrote themselves about we're trying to have better defensive structure and have less goals against. So we bring in Paul Coffey. Maybe it doesn't make total sense, but he's a guy, Tyler said in the pregame, he, or in O-N-E, he loves the Oilers. He bleeds blue and orange. And that's a quality that I know it's gotten us into trouble in the past with the old boys club. But I don't know. I just can't help but think a guy like that teaching Evan Bouchard every day. Sign me up. 
Yeah, I mean, you hope so. I mean, it's been a bit of a mixed bag when it comes to the Oilers with the 80s guys coming and having their roles right now, of course. He didn't coach for the Oilers, but we saw Wayne Gretzky coaching in Phoenix. That was rough, but there were some other ones who were good coaches. Craig Simpson was a good coach for the Oilers. Um, Charlie Huddy was a good coach for the Oilers as well. There's there's other ones who have gone on to Craig McTavish, of course. He was a good coach for the Oilers. Um, I don't know. Um, Paul Coffey behind the bench. It's, it's pretty out of the blue. It really is. But yeah. it honestly does kind of feel like upper management wants to have like a eyes and ears in the locker room are behind the bench to some extent that I think Paul Coffey is sort of your guy right there. I'm not going to lie. The, 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 the screenshot image of him from the broadcast of him just kind of down interacting with Cody CC was really funny to me. It's kind of just like, you know what, Cody, just uh, here's how I did it. When I put up one of my 1500 points in the NHL, <laughs> just go ahead and do it like that. And he's sitting there like, well, fuck, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's an interesting move. I don't know. You, you, you'd like to think that having somebody with that amount of Stanley Cup pedigree will help your team. Of course, Paul Coffey was on the 80s Oilers. He was on the Penguins teams, too, with Mario Lemire, Yarmir Jagger. Played with a lot of amazing players. So you like to think that that's going to help, but it's really hard to say. Like, we're, we're not in the dressing room. We don't know what the players need, but let's just hope some of that, like, some of that, you know, you see the Stanley Cup ring and you think, wow, I'd like to accomplish that myself. So that's kind of what I'm hoping is the thing that rubs off here. That's That, that, that seems positive and realistic. It's some of that Stanley Cup swagger from one of those guys that you know has done it, and he's done it on multiple teams. Also, that screenshot you're talking about, ultimate meme potential. So, I've already seen it all over Twitter. So it's good. so good. I saw Lance Kane had a great meme of that. It was him telling his boss, can we work through lunch so I can listen to Oilers Nation every day? Way to bring it back to the nation. But, Gavin, what? I don't know. Where do you come out on Paul Coffey? Same thing. I don't want to get – too deep into it but yeah you fan of the move you you happy with the old boys club kind of yeah i'll trust i'll trust the system because like jeff jackson and company definitely want a paul coffee a part of the staff they actually reach out to coffee and coffee initially said he liked the role he was in he wasn't really he wasn't really looking for this coaching job but obviously he sat on it for a day or two and decided to take this job so i'm excited to see what he does for this defensive court and kind of see how it is going forward yeah, exactly it's it's, it, it's another talking point and something we can look forward i really want to see what it's going to due to Evan Bouchard's game to see if he can really elevate that and take that final step. Want to give one final shout out to Betway 19 plus, please play responsibly. Gavin, we didn't hit it. We didn't hit it again. No. I think under hit, like, under hit, but no, we, we, we went with the dry shot prop, but that's okay. We'll bounce back again on Wednesday and uh, we'll see where we go from there. Hey, it's a, War of attrition, okay? You take two steps forward, you take one back. Yeah, he got off to a hot start, too. Up. I think he had two shots in the first period. So I'm like, right. oh, man, I think we're looking good. But no, and they shut him down the rest of the day. But he he still had four points, and, and Oilers dub, which is the most important thing. So And we knew it was going to be boring. We told you to take the under. While that wasn't <laughs> what we voted on, I did also smash on that one. So that feels pretty good. I've never really bet the under, and it didn't feel good doing it, but... It's nice to know that I was accurate in my assumption. Let me ask you finally, boys, as we're winding down here just a little. It's just after nine minutes after 10 o'clock at night right now. Shout out to every one of you in the chat. Please subscribe to the Oilers Nation YouTube. It's content, content, content galore lately on this bad boy. So please subscribe. If you notice you can't speak in the chat right now, hit that subscribe button. I bet you can then send your messages yeah, that's how we trick you. That's how we get you. That's what we do here at the Nation. Hand up. I'll admit it. And we also all want to see the the uh, Tyler Ramchuk photo shoot. So make sure you click that subscribe button. 
if you don't want to see Tyler Emchuk in <laughs> absolutely beautiful boudoir shoots, I want red velvet couches like George Costanza. I want to see it all. But let me ask you, boys, when's our next game? Wednesday. Wednesday. We take on Seattle. the Kraken. A repeat of Saturday night's game. Let me start with you, Gav. Score prediction. And give me an anytime goal score. Sure. I'm going to go 4-1 again, just like it was in Saturday, on Saturday in Seattle. And anytime goal score, Zach Hyman's red hot. I'm going Hyman to get a goal in his third consecutive game. Um, I'm going to go 3-0 for the Oilers. I'm not going to say the word out loud. Don't but say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going to say Connor McDavid scores for the second game in a row. I like it. Bo says, your Chuck calendar when? When we get... Is it twenty or thirty thousand, Gavin? I think it's I think it's twenty, if I'm okay, not good. mistaken. All right, that's yeah. closer to do. So everybody, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Davin said subscribing is free, you bums. I didn't say it; he said it. I just repeated <laughs> it. But no, listen, what he's saying. Um, with the Kraken, once again, I'm curious if we're going to see Calvin Pickard. I I don't think also, we will. I think we go back to Stu. I think you have to. I think this is Stu's net. I also uh, misspoke on pregaming. I thought that next week. There was a back-to-back. No, it's Monday and Wednesday. So I don't know when we're ever going to see Calvin Pickard. Whatever, I'm okay with it. If we get to game here and there. But Stu's the man. I'm going to go with... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, I kind of want to take 4-1. I kind of want to take 4-1 like you did there. No, no, I won't. I'll say 4-2, just to be a little bit different. See everybody in here. Davin, 4-1. I agree with Gavin. You guys, are you guys the yeah, same I person? Yeah, I think we're kind of on the same are wavelength the same there. Yeah, <laughs> Oilers keep her rolling for sure. Rust Offerson, 4-2, fighting knobs. That doesn't really make sense to me, but I'm here for it. Let's go with that one. Uh, yeah, keep all your score predictions in here. It's a great-looking squad, says Lance Kane. I agree. It's a great-looking squad on your screen right now. These boys, they always deliver. They always show up. So I want to say thank you, Gavin. Thank you, Coom. Thank you, everybody in the chat. And thank you to our wonderful sponsors, Crown Royal, DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross, and Betway, Betway, Betway. I know it's Monday night. Go hit up Greta. I won't be there, but go hit up Greta. (laughs) Someone's got to do it and hold down the fort. I can't do it seven days a week. So someone's got to step up. Tyler Mulek, I'm looking at you. You're the guy that I want for that one. But that does it for us here today on Oilers Nation after a win, second in a row edition. And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you again, Oilers Nation, every day, tomorrow at noon. I believe we have Bruce Kerlock on, so he can talk to us more about the knobs, tactics on offense <laughs> and defense. Bruce is a smarter person than I am, just really in every way, shape, and form. So when he comes on the show, I always feel very enlightened afterwards and usually feel pretty good about things. So that's his job. He's a better therapist than I. Thank you very much, everybody. We will catch you next game Wednesday night on pregame with Boardsy. But we'll be back with After Dark right after. Good night, everybody. Have a good one.
What's up, Nation citizens? If you like that video, then you need to be subscribed to the Oilers Nation YouTube. Podcasts, live shows, exclusive interviews and analysis, everything you need from your favorite voices at Oilers Nation. And you don't want to miss any of it, so hammer that subscribe button.